Hello and welcome to the 1L2N Podcast. I am Amy and I am joined by some very delightful people today. Missy. Why, hello, hello. Mike. Hey. Tommy. Top of the morning to you. And our special guest, Liam. Yo. We are a family of creatives going through the story writing process and we're bringing you along for the ride. Uh, well, hello. Welcome, welcome. Uh, how is everyone doing this week? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank, thank you for hey. asking. <laughs> is this how conversations with yourself usually start? <laughs> yeah, actually. Okay. Uh, Amy, how are you? Amy, I'm doing great. That, that is so sweet of you. Just so thoughtful to think about wow. yourself for a change. You know what I mean? I know, I know you're busy thinking about critical role and fan fiction and fantasy and romance but like just think about yourself for a second ah what a delightful person i am most Your internal my conversations thoughts. go very differently than yeah mine. most of my internal conversations start with what is wrong with you yes exactly i, I never address myself by tommy because i feel like that's an out-of-body experience and then i just get teleported somewhere and there's a black hole where i end up so at least in my brain so what you talking to yourself like that scares me. I I don't. It was mostly for the bit. <laughs> but like okay. I mean I'm gonna start now. Amy The bits don't guessing. lie. This time they did they you, did actually. You lie. never talk to yourself using your own name? Anyone? No. Me? So I mean sometimes. It'll be like, Amy, what did you just do, you absolute fucking moron? Yeah, only if it was that. If I'm like doing terrible in something, I'll be like, Tommy! <laughs> Why are you like this? Like, uh, I'll scream at myself, but I never, when, when I'm starting a conversation with me, it's usually like, hey, how you doing? And then, <laughs> how you doing? And then it's me insulting me and then me complimenting me because I'm crazy. But I never say Tommy during that because that's weird. Anyways, I'm doing great. I did a lot of deep cleaning this week, uh, getting prepared for... Uh, most of you to come over and hang out at my house. Very excited. Lots of cleaning. And 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 I know we t- briefly talked about this last time, uh, Missy, how like once you um once you finally clean everything, you're like, wow, there's a little part of me that didn't realize there was so much anxiety built upon this space that was messy. Even if it was mm-hmm. just messy a little bit, you're it still like eats at you a little bit. So uh, yeah, definitely feeling a little freer and lighter this week. Yay. How's everyone else? No, my my place is a mess. So I I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, eighteen credits of school, two part time jobs, and a wife that lives two hours away because of her job. It it is strange because I mean I just got back from seeing her uh, as I usually do on the weekends, and thinking about the name thing. Every once in a while, I'll go Aaron, and she'll go Mike. And it just sounds so weird for her to say Mike as opposed to baby or something. And it always <laughs> it takes husband. me back. You know, pet names are a big thing. When you're a couple, you usually don't mm-hmm. call each other by their specific name. No. So, yeah. It's when like I address when... myself, I don't really think. I'm not like, Mike, what is wrong with you? Ugh, but, baby, what is wrong with you? Is how you usually address? <laughs> most of the time. That's how you address yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm like, Alyssa, you stupid bitch, get your shit together. Oh, that's, that's aggressive. Talk. I usually just I'm call myself I'm very aggressive with myself, and then I usually respond with crying. So, and then I have to calm myself down and reassure myself it'll be okay. 
And then it spirals back into, you know, lecturing myself. So it's a vicious cycle. Oh my God. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> so Aaron and I were wedding planning. We are already married, but uh, we didn't get to have our wedding because of COVID. And we are trying to do it once I graduate, which is going to be, you know, in the spring or sorry, basically in the summer next year. And the difficult part about our wedding is that it's also like a vacation for our two families to get together. And meet for the first time. Yeah, meet for the first time. But, you know, most weddings are just come on this date and that's it. Like, it's a a one and done thing. But this is kind of a destination wedding for everybody involved because we are all going to a semi-central location. So we had to rent a house and now we're planning all the meals. I made a big Excel spreadsheet and tried to figure out, you know, the cost per person that's going to be there that day down to like, okay... We're going to have eggs and bacon and maybe sausage. And then we got to like bagels and, you know, trying to figure out breakfast items and plan out all that sort of stuff. Aaron was like, There's, I didn't realize there was going to be this much work. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, we don't want to invite, you know, our friends and family to this wedding type thing. And then just be like, well, we didn't really plan anything out. Sorry, you guys can figure it out. <laughs> Bring <So>. your own food. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were doing. Well, there is going to be. You pretty much are doing your own lunch for two of the three days. So, you know, okay. you just figure out what you want. Fine to me. I was expecting that anyway. So. No, we figure we're going to have breakfast for uh, everybody that's going to be at the house. Um, it's going to be like a brunch. Everybody can figure out their own lunch. And then on the wedding day, we're probably going to get some barbecue from a place right down the street that's so good. And just have them deliver that and then we'll buy big old buckets of coleslaw and potato salad or something and everybody can make sandwiches oh. or snack all day. Oh. Remember, oh. Missy's a vegetarian, so if they have, you know... Yeah, we talked about that, but they stuff. don't have any vegetarian stuff, so... So what I'm hearing is Missy's we need to bring a jar of mom's barbecue sauce. That's what I was going to say. And then I'll just cook like some tofu strips or something with the barbecue. Get some leaves sauce. outside and pour them in barbecue. I mean, yeah, you could. You could well, so we, Classic vegetarian dish. <laughs> <laughs> the best wedding I ever went to, as far as vegetarian accommodations were, it was held at a barbecue place. And I'm like, oh, great. It's a barbecue place. It's going to be like, oh, you're a vegetarian. Have this salad. Because that's what almost every other wedding was. They had like the best lasagna ever, which is a hilarious thing to serve at a barbecue place. But that was their like what they did for vegetarians. And they had it was lasagna. And yes, they had salad. And they had a whole bunch of different sides that were vegetarian safe. And Oh my gosh, it was amazing. I was just happy and giddy and with my little plate and going back for seconds. And people were asking like, oh, where'd you get that lasagna? Vegetarian. You actually had to check vegetarian again, any sorry. (laughs) So what you're saying is we'll make you a vat of lasagna and that's your meal for the entire time. I could live with that. I could eat lasagna every day. (laughs) Well, uh, are you still like sometimes fish? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah pescatarian, but pescatarian. Good. Yeah, fish is okay. It doesn't bother me. If I eat too much fish, like day after day, then I get pretty sick. But not like with eating meat does. So, what we're planning on doing is going to you know having the wedding day, and then the day after we're going to do the pre-wedding dinner 
because you know nothing here can be normal it has to be all mixed around so yep. that's when we're going to have the whole family together and we're going to a restaurant that i used to work at that has one of the best chefs that i have ever eaten for and he makes some amazing fish dishes i'll tell Fun. you the same thing i tell everyone else i can always figure it out food wise so mm -hmm. do not stress out making sure that well, we did specifically look for an option for vegetarian, like tofu options for the barbecue place, but they did not have any because it's North Carolina and I don't I think know. they That's believe in vegetables. Efforts. <laughs> I really don't. Vegetables to like a lot of North Carolina is baked beans with bacon bits. Yeah. You're not wrong. And? Yeah. But so it's, it's, I don't know. I don't eat beans <laughs> yeah, <sure>. either, so... <laughs> So the, the just strange starve, part about I guess. it is that collard greens, which you would totally expect from the South and from barbecue, is just like doesn't seem like it was a huge thing where we were living at. And I know it is like it's offered, but it's not like a necessity for a barbecue meal to have collard, mm. collard greens. But you go just about anywhere else. And, oh, my gosh. You want that super vinegar bite to the oh, it's so good. Anyway, the mountains are weird. So <laughs> Fun side note about Missy being a pescatarian. I hadn't seen somebody in a really long time, and they knew me and our family as pretty religious at the time. And they said, oh, what's new? And I was just catching them up, and I was like, oh, Missy's, uh, she's pescatarian now. And and this person goes, oh, I, I'm so sorry. Is, you know, what made her change? And I was like, well, she can't really handle meat. She goes, what does that have to do with being a pescatarian? And I said, <laughs> what do you think pescatarian means? And she was like, isn't pescatarian a religion? Pescatarian. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, pescatarian. She's pescatarian. She just can only really eat fish. Fish and like some eggs. And she's like, oh, oh okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Anyways, I hate that person now, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, Anyways, Tommy, how's your week been? My week's been relatively chill. Playing speed games like Battlefield 2042, that came out. And more importantly, Halo Infinite, that's a better game. But I went out for my first time to a bar with some of my friends. Uh, they were oh, celebrating my birthday, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to hang out with a bunch of friends who just wanted to have a good time and talk, and we went to two different bars. I had like five drinks, and it was great. My first drink was an Irish coffee, making all my Irish people proud, and it was great. Oh, was it so good? <laughs> Irish coffees are so good. Uh, yeah, just to interject really there, I'm pretty sure an Irish coffee would make an Irish person upset with you. I think yeah. you just got to go for straight Irish whiskey. Why would you ruin good no, whiskey? No, 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 no. <laughs> American Irish people, okay? Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Bostonites. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boston. I had, don't worry. I already had Chicago my straight Indians. Irish whiskey from dad. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, here, you got to put some... Hair on your chest or I don't know, whatever dad says. Yeah, yeah. Dad was like, hey, I was having my first drink and dad was like, Mandy, go get to Jameson. <laughs> it was really funny. We uh, have cause yeah. to use this bottle. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So it was a very enjoyable time. It was a really nice time. Glad I went. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Do you, uh, which, well, I don't, not to give away the names. What style of uh, drinkeries did you go to? Drinkeries. One was l- like a couch bar, if that okay. makes any sense. The lounge so, type. Yeah, but pretty like much. Taverny Super lounge. chill. <laughs> super, yeah, super chill. It was relaxing. Like, it wasn't a college bar, essentially. Yeah. Uh, we didn't go to any college bars. And then the other bar we went to was like a, a themed bar. So it was like an open front with the bar, you get all your drinks there, and then you go back into the different rooms, and there's like a 70s and 80s and 90s themed room. Hmm. Oh, cool. And cool. yeah, you just you just chill there. And, and that was, was really fun. I'm assuming your first like public alcohol experience being such a young baby boy. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, uh, it was strange, but I'm glad I got to spend it with friends who are much, not much older than me, like two to four years older than me. It was nice because they were like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll show you around, and we'll like tell you what drinks to order. We'll 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 get you used to the ropes of everything." I'm like, "Oh, cool, all right." They're very accommodating <laughs> and super nice about it. They understood. They're like, "Yeah, we don't want to push them, but at the same time, we do." <laughs> <laughs> so well, it was it was really fun. No pressure, but here's another drink. Yeah, <laughs> I remember I had a certain older sister named Missy take me out for my 21st birthday <laughs> huh i have that same memory to push a lot of drinks on me i don't remember <laughs> trying to push drinks on you i remember there being like six other people there okay everybody tried to push drinks roommates on me. <laughs> everybody was having a great time yeah and it was more of a oh you gotta try this oh you gotta try this and the, okay the one thing i have found out about being tipsy mm. is that I like speak much clearer than I normally would if I wasn't tipsy. Like my brain just comes into this this mode of being like, "Hey, you know exactly what word you want to say, and you're not going to put a bunch of cuss words in between because you know the big words to say during the sentence." And I'm like, "Brain, why couldn't you work like this normally? I hate you." I would very so, yeah. much like to test that theory. I want to test that too. Video. I definitely yeah. <laughs> plan on testing that because one's perception of what's going on is often different than reality. Yeah. That will make some great bonus content someday for our Patreon supporters. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It'd also be fun to have like a game night and mm. every round you win, you gotta take like a big swig or a shot of something. Oh gosh, forget it. Within an hour, everybody's passed out or dead on the floor. Yeah, it was fine. We'll it'll be a custom map of custom time. It'll be fine. We'll we'll figure it out <laughs> for later. Mm. We give Liam juice. He gets all hyped up on sugar. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Dangerous. And like three rounds in, he's like, "Guys, I don't feel good. I go really down." <laughs> Bruh, why are you doing me like this? <laughs> you were the. I just want to. I want to make it clear. Okay, that was the the same night Battlefield launched was the same night I was out. Right. And Liam went to bed at 8, and he was like, yeah, I can't wait to play Battlefield with you guys. And we got on, and we're like, where's Liam? And I messaged him, he's like, sorry, I went to bed. I'm really tired, I'm not gonna be on. He wasn't feeling great. 8 o'clock! <laughs> <laughs> oh I my mean, goodness, my grandpa. that Missy is an 80-year-old man. Okay, wait a minute. And so, like, wait, wait, wait. like mother, like son, wait, no, it's no, no, fine. no, okay, I... Allow me to clarify, because I'm not that 80-year-old man. We have to get up by 6 a.m. because of Liam going to school, right? 
So I now fall asleep earlier because that's just how it works. Until Liam had to go back to school, I wasn't going to bed until between 2 and 5 no, a.m. Every just single that you weren't day. going to bed. No, you just weren't going to bed. I was going to bed, like, around the time normal people were getting up. Okay. <laughs> That's not going to bed. <laughs> sure it is. That's what I do. Just a different schedule. So, I just want to clarify. Not old man. Boxed into a corner. That's what this No, is. Missy, we know... Sorry, I, I should have clarified. You were born an 80-year-old man. So you're probably like a hundred and something now. Mm. Oh, this explains it actually. Okay. <laughs> Old and decrepit. What about <laughs> so, Liam? What about you? How's your week? I have a little bit of school, <laughs> some tests, um, like medical. A couple games came out. <laughs> uh, hung out with some friends. <laughs> so excited and, about um, all. I think that's about it. I was riveting. I, I was watched my really, favorite was movie so in the entire world. <laughs> I had a great time died. watching it. <laughs> I saw a murder, and I had to witness for it. Yeah, but there's not yeah. enough clicking in the background when you guys are saying it. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're right. Oh, sorry. I, I saw a murder. I it was really it was tragic. I feel so sad about this. Is that better? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank yeah. you. This spot on. This actually kind of transitions, speaking of school with Liam, uh, it transitions into kind of what I wanted to uh, talk about tonight. I have noticed that with a lot of movies and TV shows and books, a lot of times they start those stories with school-age children. And I just think that that's very interesting. And I'm, I'm very curious as to why that is like especially like big name tv shows who are not necessarily meant for you know kids are they always start in high school and i don't understand why that like why that trope of starting like with a younger person it's always oh yeah let's do the whole school thing so i know like riverdale does it the vampire diaries have have done it heck even technically Back to the Future did it. He was in high school. You know what I mean? So He was in so, high school, but it wasn't like he started in high school and then transitioned into life. It was just high school was true. barely part of it for him. So. But I, I mean, have, am I the only one that's noticed that? Has anyone else? Like, why Why is it that there are always these like young children, not necessarily children, but like they're definitely kids or teens that they start the, the shows with? Is this more of like a or fantasy maybe. trend, maybe? Because I've yeah. there are a lot. Of I fantasy. haven't noticed this. I I also have not noticed this. What I will say is, according to the United States Census Bureau, about twenty two point three percent of the population is under eighteen years old. Oh, that's so cool. that is a you know more than one fifth of the population is younger than eighteen. And when do you start having kids that have money? It's when they are teenagers. That's when they start getting jobs or they get, you know, allowance or ask their parents for money, something like that. So if you want to captivate an audience and specifically advertise to that audience, you probably start at the years they can relate to the most. And I'm assuming that's why you can have a bunch of TV shows that are like that. 
also, it depends upon the specific style, the network that you're on. You know, I think we can all pretty much say that the CW is <laughs> a network that is designed around anywhere from preteen to Coming twenty of year age olds, kind of yeah. yeah era. And if that's the type of genre you like, and I'm I'm not picking at you, Amy, but you do like a lot of what would be considered probably young adult fiction. And even adult fiction <laughs> is a lot of coming of age stories because it's a classic story that everybody can semi relate to. But especially in like that YA fiction, it's trying to have an audience be captivated by the story because they're like, oh, I can relate to this. Okay, so never mind. Uh, moving on to the next <laughs> subject. Anyone else want to go? I mean, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with liking that type of no, stuff um, by any means, but. I think that's just the trend of having young people in there is good because if you are older, you can still look back and relate to being young at some point, as long as the character's written well or the plot's written well. One of my biggest tropes that I hate is when a mid-20 to 30-year-old something plays a 16-year-old. You mean like every high school show that was on TV while we were growing up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, to me, that's more annoying than anything. Get somebody who's actually young, and I understand that there's legal reasons uh, providing school and and you know specific tutors for people under age are going to be a little bit more costly when you're filming. But I think that would bring a level of authenticity into it that would really draw people in. Well, Liam, you have a point about this, don't you? I remember we were talking about it before. Which point again? Like. Y- how people in your high school actually look oh yeah like they're in their 40s sometimes yeah a lot of a lot of people in high school actually look like they're like full-blown adults like way more in adults especially seniors and juniors they look like they are in their 30s or late 20s and a lot of people will be be looking like looking at older actors and saying like oh that's not what a high school looked i'm like i'm looking around my school and like yeah half the high schoolers do look like that See, I think it's probably a perception thing because nowadays I look at the college students that I'm around and I think they are the the babiest of babies. I think <laughs> they're so young and I'm going, oh my God, I cannot believe it. And they're like are all 22. <laughs> and I think the older you get, the more you recognize that temporal difference in mm-hmm. people. Because I used to think the same thing. Oh, everybody was kind of mature. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I don't know what your high school students look like but i i can only tell you from my perspective i think the older i get the more i can distinguish how old somebody is i mean look at tommy he's like what he he, before he was 21 even while he's 20 he'd be looking like he was 35 (laughs) so just because he has a beard doesn't mean he looks like he's 35 i'm starting the beard does add age it adds age but like all right so i am 35 currently I have gray coming into my beard. I have bags under my eyes starting to form. I've got wrinkles. Uh, There's small things that you start to notice, like hair growing on the outside of your ears. And you're like, where the hell did this come from? And that is a very 35-year-old thing when you're starting in your middle age going, oh, man, I am changing. But when I was in high school... And I had long hair and a big beard. I thought I looked so much older than I did. But I think if I looked back on myself from there, I would have been like, oh, man, I I was such a little baby face. 
You definitely looked a lot older than most of the, the most. other kids. Yeah. 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 Tommy, Tommy's still looking way older than he does. And you hear that? I mean, Get some all face of our cream, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> all of the people right. we like grew up with in like church settings, for example, right? Mm -hmm. They all thought you were much older than you were. I mean, I remember several of the women asking about like the ages of between you and I, like how much older you were than me. And I was like, I'm the oldest. And, mm. you know, even the pastor's wife was like, what? No, that can't be right. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Do pretty sure I would know. Were, do you think they so. were Thurston? Oh, jeez. Well, it is a church oh, setting. No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Inappropriate things. <laughs> uh, this particular woman, absolutely not. <laughs> but yeah, no, just in general, everyone just assumed, like, you know, the people from my small group all thought you were older. It's like, we grew up with these <laughs> people. Yeah. So then when writing a story, what would be a compelling character that's not like a super young character? Because I, I also think that a lot of times they do that because it's easier to mold the character they want into something, you know, better when they start young. Because it's like, oh, this is why ha why we can mold them is because they're still young and they're still growing. But I, personally, I don't want to write you know if i'm writing a story i don't want to write a story with with a teenager as the main character because that's easy to go from so so what would make a compelling character that you could still grow from that's not a teenager or a child someone who well, starts at age 25 yeah oh, shit, I think you're right we did it <laughs> crack the code somebody can Nailed be it. any age as a character and grow it's all about how they change in the maturity and i think the reason why it is placed with teenagers so much is because that is when people are changing and quote unquote maturing it's the age of of self-discovery when you stop yeah assuming that everything is the way that it's been presented to you and start actually questioning things for yourself I am actually very interested in older characters, and I don't mean 30 or 40. I'm interested in like 60 or 70 year olds who have been set in their ways and who are looking at the end of their life and trying to be useful and realizing they are not as useful as they used to be. I think that can be a very compelling character because they are not changing to grow into better, they are learning to settle down. And it's very rarely done because nobody really wants to talk about people getting older or death in a lot of stories. And so I think you want to see youth to remind yourself how much fun youth is. And you don't want to see old people going, oh, I, my knees hurt every day when I get up because then you go, oh, I have to look forward to that, too. <laughs> you want characters that make you excited, not characters that leave you depressed mm -hmm. the events that are happening around them could be depressing but when the characters themselves are depressed or leaving you with thinking about things that you can relate to in a depressing way it doesn't always leave you walking away with a positive feeling about a story so let's turn the, the question back on you amy what do you feel is a appropriate age range or how would you tackle that situation of there's too many damn teens <laughs> there's too many damn teens on my lawn get off my lawn my metaphorical story lawn i guess that's what i'm talking about here get off my patio 
yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that I don't think age necessarily matters as far as yeah, when a cha- a character needs to change, I think it's probably the event that would cause them to change. So whether it's like dystopian futures happening now or you know there's like a big war or even like a somebody who's close to them dies or something which is like yes very depressing but i guess it would have to be like a in order to make it compelling i think a big change would have to happen that would have to change their life views even if they were set in it so say you have somebody who's like 40 or whatever and something has to i guess happen to them in order for them to be like oh i need to change now or not I need to change, but like their perspective is so shaken up that they realize like maybe I should really kind of reevaluate everything now. I think I you're that's... discovering the beauty of a good character arc. Well, I know. Yeah. And you know, your character can go through multiple arcs and change and then change back and change again. As long as you can justify why typically your character is set in their ways until new information comes across and it challenges their beliefs in a direct way, which they are not used to. And then through some sort of struggle, they either adapt to that change and that information that they got, or they crumble. And then the process repeats itself until they actually do change. Um, that is what most character arcs are um, involved with. But that, that's how you sort of define it. Uh, now, there's different ones. There's like villain character arcs and there's the anti arcs and stuff like that. But if you're just going with your traditional and what we would call like the hero's arc, that's what it is. Hero knows best until they realize that they don't know anything and then they need training and then they have a challenge in that training. And from that challenge, they grow a little bit and then they have to face something and they fail and then they learn and they face something and they get better. And all of a sudden it's a big battle at the end where they overcome because they've accepted the change that they needed, you know? So you can put that at any age group. I just think probably with teenagers, we see it most because that is when people are drastically changing from children at the most point to actually functioning human beings. For me personally, I feel like I didn't even, I didn't change as like from a teen to an adult until a few years ago. And so I feel like I didn't, I don't connect maybe with those teen stories because I'm like, yeah, I was, I was a teen way after, like way into my twenties. I still felt like I was a teenager and I was like, what am I doing? And to a degree, I think everybody is always kind of like, what am I doing? Whether you're a teenager or you're, you know, 70 years old. I think just the the perspective of like not giving a shit changes. I I will say there are stories that ha- that involve like older people, but it's usually the same tropes of like, oh, my husband cheated on me or oh, I'm getting a divorce, you know, from my wife and, you know, things weren't working out. It's like the usually the same tropes that that change a character. And I I don't know, I just want to see something fresh and new. Uh, that drastically changes them. Like I want them to stumble into a mob-related murder, and now they are the new head of the mob. Like, why? <laughs> why can't that be a a character arc and story? You know, why does it always have to be like divorce or the death of a child or the de- you know what I mean? The death like the the death of a parent or something. You know. I think you also want to make it relatable, though. 
So if you make a story about yeah. somebody stumbling upon a mob murderer and becoming the mob boss, that's they're not relatable like, to you. Yeah, they're gonna be like, wait, I don't understand what's going on here. But you have to divorce write is common. better. You do. You have to be a better writer to convince the audience that this person is now the mob boss versus them getting a divorce because their divorce is much relatable, much more relatable. So it's like an easier. I use this. I don't have to write nearly maybe not nearly as good as a, as a bad choice of words but i don't have to put as much thought into the divorce as i do the mob i think I it see that, also yeah. depends on the nature of your story to begin with a lot yep. of tv shows like say a, a investigative show right cop shows or hospital shows or lawyer shows, right? They tend to use the same kind of tropes of the familiar. So doing a divorce in those shows, it makes sense. It's comfortable. But if you have like a wackier type of TV show or, or books or whatever, you could get away with maybe a wackier theme about change or revelation mm. or whatever. Your setting will drive what you can and cannot get away with as far as whether or not the audience can connect with it or relate to it. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Are there any other tropes that you guys don't or find annoying and not just, you know, 30 year old teen actors or whatever, but as far as people writing these kind of come quote unquote coming of age stories or you know is there any other kind of tropes that you guys see that you're like you know what i hate this so much i don't know if it's a trope specifically but i don't like it when a character's struggle is not greater than the outcome they achieve so if their struggle is just to bend down and pick up a dagger and once they pick up that dagger they're you know king of the universe it's cheesy classic trope <laughs> yeah, I mean, finding that power along the way requires sacrifice and struggle. If your goal is, all right, we're going to take a great movie called National Treasure, right? <laughs> that is a great movie. Actually. I do love that movie. <laughs> now think about it this way. What if there was one clue and then all of a sudden they find the gold at the end? It would have been really lame. There would have been no room for character development or growth or struggle especially at the very end when it's like, oh, the treasure's gone. We'll just keep looking. You know, that was an additional struggle. It was another blow to the characters. But if you have all these small little steps where they have to figure out clue after clue and you're on the journey with them and you see how they're changing and you see how its family dynamics are involved and the wanting and desire to be proven right as this sort of crazy character that thought that there was some sort of big national treasure and all of a sudden it's coming to fruition, but it's happening very slowly and there's people chasing you. That is a really decent example of you're struggling a lot for this big prize at the end. So I just don't like it when characters barely have any struggle and then all of a sudden it's back to normal, which I think is one so of the we biggest- we gotta make them suffer. Yeah. I mean, make them suffer, honestly, because- suffering is very relatable i think one of the biggest flaws with a lot of the marvel movies are that the characters have a brief down period like no oh, i'm sad and then they quickly <laughs> overcome that and then they're just I'm sad awesome. but i have magical powers i will take care of everything exactly. or a lot of money mm -hmm. i mean think about Arya in game of thrones who just constantly struggles and struggles season after season and is slowly getting better 
but she's not the powerful person she was at the very end of the series, like her or not. She wasn't as powerful without sacrificing something and learning and getting hit on the hands a bunch and, you know, tricking people along the way. Like she struggled to get where she was, which made her such a compelling character. I will say out of all of the like, quote unquote, younger kid characters that we followed along with, I really like her character because you're correct. She did have to to struggle and and it wasn't just like a here's this dagger and now you're, you know, <laughs> the king of, of Westeros. Like she had to to grow fully and it was a long, hard battle fought for her and she had her own, you know. For most of the time, she had her own story that she was going with that wasn't necessarily related to anything else that was happening. So I feel like out of a lot of like younger character stories, I, I really did enjoy hers the best. So then let me ask, is the fact that somebody's a teenager, is that what you're really upset about? Or is it the fact that they're struggling over teenage things and you've already moved past that so it doesn't relate to you? Yeah, I guess probably the whole teenage things. I watch a lot of like romance movies and stuff and a lot of the stuff that's on Netflix recently is usually like they're it's teenagers falling in love or whatever. I'm like, okay, but you're still in high school and you still have so much more to learn. Not saying you can't have a lasting relationship in high school that goes on for, you know, a long time, but probably because yeah, the setting is in high school in teenagedom that I don't necessarily relate to at all. And yeah, I don't know. I, I just want a, a more compelling story that's not taking place in high school. And I don't mean like, oh, they're high school age. I mean, literally in high school is the like American <laughs> high school drama. And yeah, yeah. yeah. The I, same I just, cookie not... cutter thing over and over again. It's just boring. Yeah. To be honest, I know we, we haven't really talked about it. Tommy wanted us to watch Invincible and I got through oh, yeah. several episodes of it. And the high school teenage drama is what turned me off from watching Invincible yeah. because I just didn't care about those struggles. I didn't relate to it. I thought that the stuff going on outside of the high school drama and the, oh, am I going to get the girl or I'm going to lose her? It's like you are one of the most powerful beings on the planet and you're worried about, you know, having a girlfriend, which yeah. it, it draws it out to me because I, I guess if I put myself in that situation when I was a teenager, I would no longer be worried about having a girlfriend. I would be thinking about so many different things. And I feel like if we're watching somebody struggle with girlfriend powers or problems, and then it goes into, oh, now I've got to fight this monster invasion. The stakes are so far off. It doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. It, there was so much story conflict. And by that, I mean, like, the story was in conflict with itself. It couldn't decide whether it wanted to be a superhero story or a teen drama that it made it kind of fall apart. The superhero and villain and whatever stuff was pretty interesting. It was very different. But then they would throw you back into a high school setting or a college setting. And it was like, why are we here? I don't skip this, please. I don't need this. I've seen this in so many other shows. You're not giving me anything fresh. Tommy is about to go ape shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> he really is. I think that's the beauty in the show, though, because he is struggling between his high school stuff and the the power stuff. I feel like if I was in high school and I got superpowers, I'd be like, how can I use these superpowers to show off so I can get a girlfriend? 
<laughs> because that's your high school brain. Your high school brain is not thinking about something crazy big at that time. And I, I actually love how the show is basically doing what his brain is doing, skipping back between the high school drama and the superhero stuff. And that's what I love about the show is that he's struggling towards the very end until he realizes, oh shit, like I, my life's no longer going to be normal. Like this high school thing is no longer a thing I can focus on. Like I have to focus on the superhero stuff if I want to actually do good. And I, I like that because it molds into those final couple of episodes where it's less high school and more superhero and more violence. And uh, <laughs> it, it made it really interesting. And I think if it was, con- I think what made Invincible interesting for me as well was the excessive violence. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was it, it was, was something yeah. unexpected you never saw before. But I think excessive violence in every single episode would have ruined it for me. Because I those agree. last that last episode was like that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. And I if I saw that in every episode, I would have been like, this is a bad show. Which is why I like the high school drama in it because it's the perfect, absolute contrast to the excessive violence. It's giddy, stupid okay. high school drama and then excessive superhero violence. And you're like, well, my, you, my brain is being torn between these two sides. So that's why I love it. I understand that high school drama isn't for everyone. And I mean, to be fair, the high school drama in it was a bit cringeworthy at yeah. times. It was like, eh. but I still love it for that contrast. I just wish there would be some variety in the high school drama tropes. Like, yes, it's always I agree with about that. the relationships and, ooh, I'm into this girl, but this other girl's into me and she's into this other guy and we're all pissed off at each other. Stop it. Have some, like, freaking out about taking your AP test or something. Like, <laughs> well, uh, I can tell you my primary concern in high school was finding somebody to touch my penis. <laughs> that was about it that was the, that's what I'm saying. the main thing on my mind was i it was just a giant ball of horny all the time and then outside of that it was well i want people to approve of me and i, I want to feel loved and stuff but it was penis first <laughs> which is exactly why i love penis first yeah <laughs> Now, I, guess I guys can and totally girls understand with Missy wanting to pass an AP test with yeah. the primary. I, so. like, <laughs> I need to pass these tests <laughs> or I need to get good grades or I have to finish this project. Like I have to go to work and I have to be able to do my job and balance my job or my two jobs at one point with doing all of my homework and watching my younger siblings. Like to me, that's real stuff. That would be compelling. But the, oh, I need a boyfriend. Fuck off. <laughs> you hear that, boyfriends? Fuck off. Fuck off. No, I, I mean, no, I totally no. get that. It's They're turning a want into a crisis. And yes, that's yeah. what drives me nuts. Desires I, aren't crises. But in that moment, she, yeah. it, for them, yeah. it feels like that. So I can understand... Yeah. I, I also yeah. understand. I I think I, I definitely appreciate Tommy's insight on the extremes of contrasting. I think if any genre has done the superhero high school better or anything, it's Spider-Man because it is low stakes for the most part. Movies are, you know, a little bit different. There's always the fate of New York or something at stake. But 
if you <laughs> whatever yeah if you look at like the comic books or you know the cartoon tv shows from the 90s it, it's like really low stake superhero stuff because it's a dude who slings a web and can walk up walls he doesn't have like these crazy powers i i really like that sort of lower stake contrast between them what's the the actor of the new ones tom holland tom holland i will say tom holland in the new ones is i feel like perfect for that actual teen sort of vibe like all of the people that they had in high school like felt realistic that they were in high school because it was a younger cast and so to me that even though yes he's like a older it still made sense that he would be spider-man because he actually felt like a kid rather than a 35 year old trying to be any you know a 17 year old 18 year old whatever yeah and it made the charm of that i think a lot better compared to you know other movies or yeah i TV agree shows he, he was definitely a lot more awkward and teenager like which is good it was mm-hmm. that's what they were going for yep he's in the new movie uncharted and he's supposed to be like this like oh yeah he he's like daring and dashing and like older and i'm like no you're you're still baby spider-man no you you're not like a main older character now i don't like this well i mean good for him he's he's trying to branch out but it's just it's weird to to think of him because he does kind of have this very young aura about him that it's like what what is this small child doing in this bigger movie where he's older person that that's not real yeah I think he's like 25 or 26 years old right now. So I think it's difficult to look at actors who were young for a long time. Daniel Radcliffe was a hard one. I've I've watched a couple movies that he's in and I really, really like him as an actor. I think he makes some very interesting choices, but it took me a long time to transition from that as a child, that as an actor because of Harry Potter versus i just watched a movie where he was infiltrating neo-nazis in america and you know he pretended to be a neo-nazi it was an fbi agent i was like oh okay this is this is a very different than harry potter story and it's sometimes really difficult to separate those two unless you give it some time it's interesting because for i i find for a lot of movies now a lot of the actors who, you know, big name actors like Chris Pratt, for instance, it's never like, oh, it, you know, this is Chris Pratt's character. It's always that's Chris Pratt in playing with dinosaurs. That's Chris Pratt in space. You know, like it's never his character. Whereas for Daniel Radcliffe, it's always that's Harry Potter playing, uh, trying to get neo-Nazis. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I never think of him as Daniel Radcliffe. I can only think of him as Harry Potter. Cause I'm like, that's, that's not Daniel Radcliffe. That's Harry Potter. Well, and I think I'm slowly transitioning away from that. I think I am seeing him as his own unique actor. I only saw parts of it because Aaron was watching it on her iPad or TV or something. I was doing school, but I think he was in a movie called horns as well which is a very high concept, interesting film from the small amount that I saw. And it does not feel like Harry Potter at all. Oh, okay. So well, I, I would, I would look into some other stuff. I think he, he's going to be around. He's going to DiCaprio it for a while and just do a bunch of movies for the rest of his life. He's, yeah, he's a very odd actor, but I like his acting. I'm not yeah. sure uh, I've ever seen oh. him in anything. 
I saw. I know you don't like this this movie, Amy, but that's a Swiss Army Knife thing. Oh, I hate that movie so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that a movie so weird much. Weird ass movie. But I really liked Daniel Radcliffe in it, even though he played a dead body. He still was a. Uh, he still was good. He plays weird parts, and I think that's why I love him. It's because all of his parts are extremely different. Yeah, I yeah. Think- he does. He. Takes he just, stuff that I feel like other people are like, oh, no, thank you. And he's like, I'll do it. Yep. <laughs> I, I think he specifically, rege- I think he did the best thing an actor could from being a young actor, which is instead of going from Harry Potter into a big action series or something, kind of like Tom Holland is doing uh, with Uncharted, I think that Daniel Radcliffe said, I want to just do some weird, fun stuff. And he did that for several years. And it built up his credit as an actual actor. Not saying that people don't view Tom Holland as that, but it put some distance between the property he was known for and what he is actually capable of. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I have Doesn't never he- seen Daniel Radcliffe in anything. I just went through his IMDb. <laughs> Wasn't he in Now You See Me Too? He was in what? No, what? There's a second. Oh, oh, yeah, nice there was a second. Too. I never saw that. that was was he? Yeah, he oh, is. He was, you're right. I apologize. Wow, I, I can't believe you lied to I our audience. I scrolled like right that. through it and clicked on Everyone the thing above it. Go to our Twitter and tell Missy how much of a liar she is. I got distracted by the thing above it. Hashtag so quit I your apologize. lying. I wasn't <laughs> lying. I was mistaken. Hashtag there is a first. difference. <laughs> I don't. What was he in that? I don't even remember him in that. I don't remember that movie at all. Missy, looks like you just gave yourself some homework. Nah, I remember not liking the movie, so... He was Michael Caine's son. But I don't really remember it. Something about water. Okay, I am also going through his IMDb, and I just learned that there was a Playmobil movie. What is a Playmobil? Playmobil is like rip-off Legos, but they don't really... I, I can't explain it. It's not They're even like rip off Legos. Legos, right? No, 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 because those are duplex. Duplex that doesn't connect to each other. They're like small figurines and stuff. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah. Why? Just kidding. Maybe, maybe, know. maybe we shouldn't make movies based upon weird ass properties like Playmobil or emojis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Hey, but somebody did it though. And someone got paid to do it. Which, so, like, good for them. Which movie is this, Mike? Yeah. Good point. It's uh, Playmobil, the movie. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I guess I haven't gotten to it. Uh, it just, yeah. It, it strikes me as a, oh, well, the Lego movie did good, so. <sighs> I don't think the Lego movie should have been made. Um, what do you mean? That movie is that great. great. I love the Lego movie. So it you shut your face. It is a good movie. I'm, it's a good movie. No, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just don't think it should you have been what? made. I, we shouldn't turn Legos into yeah, movies. I'll, I'll agree with you. Uh, it yeah, is a movie that, that I went, why in the hell are they making this? This is the stupidest thing ever. And I left laughing harder than I have in anything ever at the very last scene of that movie because it related to me in such a deep, painful way. I loved that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Batman one was pretty good too. I did not see that one. I haven't seen that one either. The second yeah. Lego movie is pretty good. There's a second one? Oh my gosh. I yeah. never saw it. Missy. Missy, you gotta catch up. 
I don't have TV, Everyone. so I don't know. <laughs> Go what's... Amy, I, <laughs> to I'm I need you. <laughs> I need you <laughs> to tell? put all your Star Trek stuff in a locked box and give <laughs> yeah, them the no key. No more Star Trek. Mom, how about That's a problem. Watching literally everything you've ever seen. She I just like goes to on a loop. Watch. She goes on a loop I, and rewatches everything. I do. I really do. And then she'll have like one, maybe two new things she watches along with it. I'll be like, hey, Missy, there's this really cool movie. There's this really cool TV series. There's this really cool book that you should read, listen, watch. She's like, yeah, but I'm I'm watching Voyager for the 27,000th <laughs> time. So like, like I'm in the fun. middle of that. And then after that, I'm going to be re-watching Next Gen and then DSW. So like, I, I've got a really full plate. <laughs> D- DSW. She's on her with its appropriate name. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She's about to correct you. I said DS uh, and I was like W. Wait, <laughs> I was I was going on a rant. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, and I was proving your point by and my rebuttal. It up. <laughs> I I don't know. People watch movies that they enjoy again, right? Like that's something mm. everyone here does, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never done that in my life. I don't know. How many about. times did you have to buy Pirates of the Caribbean over don't because you watched it, it so much it. you wore the Listen, DVD out? Do sh- don't, no, sh- we're not talking about me right now. We're talking about you. Okay. So. But you got fucking so called out there. So we watch movies again because we enjoy them. I do the same thing with a TV series and I get a, a lot of enjoyment out of it because unlike a movie that's like, hey, two hours and yay, you know, a TV series could take like well, for me, two weeks. But that's that's the exact problem. Is but I get movie, so much entertainment out movie, of it. When you rewatch a movie, you're just like, oh, you're passing time, or oh, you have free time, or you just want to relax. When you're watching a TV show, you gotta commit a bunch of time, and you're wasting a bunch of time. You've already seen one thing. You could watch another that you've never seen. Uh, one commitment's not a problem for me, hun. Two, <laughs> y'all play video games where you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, and that's not a waste of time because you're enjoying it, right? Oh, shit, she got a point, bro. Got I'm point. enjoying watching she a TV series a for a multiple time, whether it's the second time or third time. Like, And I catch things that I never caught before, which brings a whole new bout of enjoyment because I'm now seeing something from a new angle, a new perspective. I hadn't noticed the first time and so it changes the story for me so Hmm. if people can replay games if people can rewatch movies if people can reread books i don't see why i can't rewatch a tv show Uh, that's just no that's not the the problem that's not the problem the problem is we just want you to watch our tv shows we recommend you so many things and you never (laughs) watch them because you're always rewatching something okay if netflix would stop taking things off that i like (laughs) i wouldn't have to rewatch it before it goes off (laughs) okay Speaking of which, it seems to be getting late. I got some TV shows to watch. <laughs> they being taken off this week. What are you watching right now, Missy? What Star Trek show are you watching right now, I am now, not Missy? watching anything hey, Star did you Trek. Mm-hmm. I No, I finished that. Oh, okay. Let me let me pull up the old Netflix here. I am currently <laughs> I'm currently watching Broadchurch. It's a British show. They're taking it off on Friday. I had to watch it again because <laughs> it's honestly one of my favorite shows. It's she loves so British shows. Brought. It's so good. Uh, I'm also watching The Ripper, bro, which is about a British serial killer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm John watching the Ripper. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love John. 
<laughs> John the Ripper. Yeah, John the Ripper. Is this a is this a joke about something? Okay, <laughs> all right. She's so literally swoosh every time. Okay, go on. Well, it's the Yorkshire Ripper, I believe, is also known as John. And yeah, I know. I did start the other night, which uh, yes, I've seen the Ripper once before a couple. Of times. <laughs> okay. But I did start something new the other night. It's called Sophie, a murder in West Cork. Okay. And it's, Another oh, British. It's about, no, Irish. It's Irish. Uh, same thing. It's about an Irish oh! murder. <laughs> but I decided I couldn't watch it at night because the accents are so thick that I couldn't, just couldn't understand what they were saying. Even wow. though I had the yeah. subtitles on, it was going so fast that it was not a good thing to like be dozy to. So. And Liam, just for clarification, I'd be really careful of saying the <laughs> Irish and the British are the same. <laughs> that might end up hey. pretty bad for you in the future. Liam, mm-hmm. I just want to clarify something. You are Irish, but you are not British. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's more same. mutt than anything. Just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, of course we all are. That's known as American. <laughs> we are like 90% cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Liam. He loves a good cheeseburger, bro. He really do. So I just want to say, like, I got a new thing in there. I got something I wanted to watch again because I've been going through, like, all the serial killer shows. And I got something that I'm watching again because it's being taken off this week and I can't get it anywhere else. So there you go. And I'm enjoying it. So I guess going with Tommy's new perspective on Invincible and Missy's new perspective on watching several things over and over to get new things out of it i want Uh-oh. to take back what i said about dune being comfortable watching it at home which for me i was but i heard an incredibly compelling argument that i never thought of that made me realize specifically what makes a theater experience so great and it's not the sound it's the size of the screen and when you're sitting that close to the screen you have to take a lot of time to physically like move your eyes and sometimes your head around to look at the entire picture. And it takes you longer to appreciate the detail that's in it versus sitting in front of a screen at home where you can just watch the entire thing at once and quickly move back and forth. That is why there are some movies that you will watch in the theater and you will say it was just a wonderful experience. I got to just be in that place. And then you go home and watch it and you go, you know, that was pretty boring. It seemed slow paced, but I don't remember it in the theater. It's because those couple seconds that you are gazing at the landscape in the theater, you are not doing the same thing at home. You're just staring at the screen. So the pacing can actually be different just because of the size of the screen. So I might go watch Dune specifically for that. You better. Great experience. It's, it's really one of the best experiences so you could ever have. Or Dune is Dune is built for the theater. It is not I built could, for the home. I could also buy a seventy inch TV and put it two <laughs> feet in front of me. <laughs> I was gonna say, where are you gonna put that in your place? <laughs> you put it, yeah, and then you can put the speakers to literally the left and right of you, and then have some <laughs> overhead speakers so you're just in eight like <laughs> five by five foot box. Yeah. Well, I I got 220 square feet, right? So 70 inch screen is it's not a huge part of that. 
We're fine. <laughs> we'll see how Aaron feels. We're just gonna get rid of the cat. That'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that'll be everything. Oh, it's slowly it'll, happening. It'll just take up one wall. Like your one yeah. wall will be your your TV. Then yeah, <laughs> my stuff's taking up every wall. Even. <laughs> <laughs> That's because Aaron's not there. <laughs> that was a great. <laughs> Tommy, you just trying to drink right there. <laughs> you like missed. I was, look- I was looking at myself while <laughs> I was doing it. <laughs> and I went, ooh, right off the That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Mike, I'm sorry to say, but my previous water bottle broke. At work, the one really? you gifted me, it uh, it it shattered on the floor, and a whole gallon of water <laughs> fell out. Oh so I had to clean it all up. So well, I upgraded with a good. nice built-in handle and a, a nice actual closing lid because that broke off. Like to be honest, I spent more money shipping that water bottle than I did buying it. Paper, so. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, this water bottle. Look how big this scrubber is. It came with this scrubber. Oh my god. That's awesome. You don't under, why do you need a scrubber? Just keep putting coffee in it. Oh. That's what I do in my bottles. Oh, okay. Oh do you god. not drink water that's not bean flavored? Bean flavored water. <laughs> I, I do drink entirely too much bean flavored water. Like we went to a coffee shop today to plan out a lot of the wedding stuff. And I had a coffee in the car in a giant 40 ounce, no, I'm sorry, 32 ounce container. And then I got a cappuccino. And then when I finished the cappuccino, I went out to the car to get the coffee to continue drinking it. No. (laughs) So much coffee. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was weak. You know, you could do, you could just do shots of espresso and then save that cup for water. What a smart man. Anyway, I guess that's all we have time for this week. <laughs> and on that note, I think we're going to wrap up today's shan- sh- sh- shenanigans. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate you using your time to listen to all this nonsense. And we would love to hear from you and how terrible you think Missy is. So you can reach us <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit. We are 1L2N Productions. And if you like what we're doing and you want to help show your support, you can head on over to our Patreon. And I feel like I shouldn't have said what I said because the last word of the day actually goes to Missy today. I've never for the first time. before. This is my first time. Yay! <laughs> oh, I scared the cat. Take it away, Missy. I'm not going to be petty. Instead, I'm just going to say, 34 days until Christmas, guys. Woohoo! I love Christmas. <laughs> I think if you were editing that, the funniest thing that you could possibly do at that point would be like, take it away, Missy. And then as soon as Missy goes, I'm not going to be petty, you immediately go, did it, did it, did it, for like two seconds. And then interject, like, no, we'll actually let her do it now. <laughs> okay.